This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, in the meantime, a, a fascinating uh, exclusive from Vice News yesterday. I do note today that the uh, CBC has picked up on it. Uh, but it comes on the heels of the takedown of would-be terrorist Aaron Driver, a known ISIS supporter. Uh, who was taken down by the RCMP in Strathroy, Ontario, after a tip-off from the FBI that he had posted a martyrdom video and was on the verge of carrying out a terrorist attack. Now, of course, Aaron Driver was on the RCMP's radar already. In fact, he was the subject of a peace bond to try to keep him off the Internet, to try to prevent him from communicating uh, with others who may be connected to, to ISIS or any other terrorist group. Uh, The scoop yesterday from Vice News is that a similar approach has been taken with now another man right off the heels. In fact, within days of the death of Aaron Driver, as Rachel Brown reports for Vice News, Canada's federal police arrested another young man over fears he would participate in terrorism. Tavis Ganyo McLean, 24 years old, was arrested August 12th and charged with uttering a threat to cause death or harm to another person. The RCMP are also pursuing a terror-related peace bond against him over fears that he might engage in terrorism at home and abroad. Joining us on the line is Rachel Brown, staff reporter with Vice News, vice.com. Rachel, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, it's interesting that the RCMP haven't really made a big deal of uh, announcing this arrest, although I guess if someone's arrested and charged with a crime, it is on the public record. So what do we know about this? Well, we know, um, we don't know actually too much based on the court records. Um, it's just outlining his bail conditions and the charges. But I, I spoke with uh, Tevis himself and I spoke with his uh, mother who, who, his mother told me she was there at the time of his arrest and that um, she, she wasn't expecting him to be arrested, although she, she was concerned about, um, about him being radicalized. Um, but she said they were just at his apartment on August 12th and a bunch of police surrounded them and, and arrested him. And it was pretty dramatic. Um, and since then he's been living under really intense bail conditions, 27 of them at the Salvation Army, uh, in Ottawa. Wow. So what specifically then was the concern with this guy? Well, it should be noted that he's been charged with uttering a threat. Again, we don't know the reasons behind that allegation. Um, And also there's a publication ban in effect from anything that's heard uh, during his bail proceedings. Um, So he's been charged with uttered threat um, and he was arrested based on the fear that he might commit terrorism here or or travel abroad to participate in terrorism um, abroad. Um, All we know really is from... uh, what his mother told me about uh, fears that he had uh, his behavior had deteriorated and that he was espousing radical uh, extremist views. Um, so maybe within a few months, we'll get a better sense of exactly uh, why the police think what they think. And his lawyers are even waiting from uh, the evidence from the Crown. Now, is it just a coincidence then that this happened within days of Aaron Driver and what happened there? There's no reason to think that the two are linked. It was just interesting that, you know, within two days, this this big arrest happened um, and it wasn't announced. It was very quiet. Uh, no one picked up on it. Um, and there's no uh, indication that Tevis 
the Ottawa man was in any way connected to Aaron Driver. Uh, as part of his bail conditions, he's he's not allowed to talk to uh, four well-known Ontario, uh, sorry, Ottawa men who've been embroiled in various terrorism cases and allegations. Um, so those are outlined specifically in his bail conditions, but there's no mention of Aaron Driver whatsoever. Okay, but there are others who are named here, as I understand, because there are some specific yes. people he's pro- prohibited from communicating mm-hmm. with. Exactly. So you have the two Larmon brothers, the two Ottawa men, the twins who were recently uh, convicted and sentenced to time in prison for conspiring to commit terrorism acts. You have also Peshteri, who is connected to those guys as well. He's going to stand pretrial in a couple of months for allegedly recruiting uh, people in Ottawa for some sort of terrorist network. Uh, And then you have another man... um, who was arrested in 2014 after he stood up in a mosque uh, and praised the Ottawa Parliament Hill attacks, and he was stopped at a stoplight anyway. So it's these four guys who he's not allowed to talk to. In addition to his mother, who has told me that she's going to be a witness for the Crown in the case, and then this other Ottawa uh, Carleton University student he's not allowed to talk to either. I understand. he's Now, he's set to um, appear in court then later this month, right? Yes. And would presumably more come out at that time? It might, um, although I, I'm not sure exactly the details of that hearing, but it could be an administrative hearing. And again, okay. um, we may not be able to uh, publicize much about what's said in that hearing because there is a certain type of publication ban in order. You know, and, and it's one of the questions that arose around Aaron Driver was once he became the subject of a peace bomb, a peace bond rather, that's a bad mm-hmm. slip there, a peace bond, but the, the, the RCMP didn't follow up on it or they didn't really seem to have him under any kind of active surveillance that he was in clear violation of the, the peace bond and was on the verge of building a bomb uh, before mm-hmm. we managed to intervene. Is there any suggestion here then that that the RCMP has learned a lesson from that, and are, are they are they keeping this guy under close surveillance? Do we know? Well, we do know that they are keeping Tevis Ganyu McLean under very close surveillance. He has an ankle monitor that he has to wear twenty four hours a day. He's only allowed to be in the Salvation Army and then a local pizza shop where he's allowed to work uh, shifts from time to time, and he has to meet with a bail supervisor five days a week. Um, there's a number of conditions. So we know that he's being heavily monitored. Um, but with Aaron Driver, um, you know, it, it's clear that they there wasn't much, uh, or there seems to have not been much surveillance happening. Um, uh, the RCMP had to take several hours to sort of act on the tip from the FBI that there was a threat possibly going to take place. Um, you know, the RCMP hasn't shown... Uh, hasn't said publicly that there's been major errors made in that case. Um, uh, And in fact, they said that the fact that they got the tip that something was going to happen from the FBI, they said that shows that there's a there's a good form of intelligence sharing happening. So they they, they praised themselves for how they (laughs) responded in that case. So, you know, you can sort of take from that what you will. Right. And I mean, you know, there's the other question, I guess, of how far police can go in in what they believe is is preventative action mm-hmm. here, right? Because I, I guess we got something specific where he is charged with uttering a threat, but this mm-hmm. fear that somebody might do something, uh, there, and and I guess C fifty one might expand that somewhat, but there's still some did, some gray yeah. area, isn't there? 
Yeah, and you know, you mentioned C51, and it's it's the overhaul of the terror peace bond system with the anti-terrorism act that was implemented last year. That's the reason why police can pursue these peace bonds against people based on mere suspicion. So the threshold for what they need to do in order to 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 prove uh, a peace bond application is much lower now. So. You know, a lot of experts and, and civil liberties advocates have raised concerns over the threshold um, of this and whether or not it imposes um, overly restrictive conditions on people. So it's definitely a question that a lot of people are talking about. Yeah, well, it's an interesting development. Uh, Morgan, as mentioned, at Vice.com. Rachel, thanks for joining us here this afternoon. Appreciate this. Thanks so much. All right, take care. Rachel Brown's a staff reporter with uh, Vice News. So they had the story yesterday. Uh, CBC has the story today, so they're playing some catch-up here, although... Uh, not specifically crediting Vice News, but uh, so they got the scoop. Uh, so Tevis Ganyo McLean is the guy's name. He lives in Ottawa. Now he is charged again with uh, one count of uttering a threat to cause death or bodily harm. But it's unclear at whom that threat was aimed or what the nature of the threat was. But I guess that's an instance where he's accused of doing something and police believe they can lay a charge. But Aaron Driver, again, initially there was no charge laid, but it was a peace bond that the RCMP were uh, seeking and were successful in, 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 in getting, in the case of Aaron Driver. So that's also at play here. So in addition to pursuing the, the charge of uttering a threat, the RCMP are trying to get a peace bond to try to keep him, I guess, confined. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.